Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of our video feed, 94WIP on YouTube. Check it out. And subscribe there. All right, you know what it means. It's a Saturday podcast on a Saturday during football season. It means NFL picks. And I have to say, after what was not a great start to the year, a lot of twos and threes, a few three and two sprinkled in. I was definitely under 500 for the season as of about a month ago. Uh, this is the best three-week run that I've had all year. Hopefully you guys betting along and, and winning along with me. Uh, a four and one, pair of three and two. So we're, we're doing pretty good right now and feeling good. Uh, actually, it was two four and ones and a three and two. So it's been a good run the last couple weeks, with the last three weeks with NFL picks. Let's see if we keep it going here in week 15. Obviously, a ton of quarterbacks and backups and guys injured. So it does, it does throw a lot of things off. But I, I feel good about the five picks I have for week number 15 in the NFL. Of course, all the spreads, courtesy of my friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, let's start with a game on Saturday. And... As I, it's almost like a bit now. It does. I don't mean it to be. It, I just, I just like a lot of the numbers on this team very often during the season. Game number one. We're going with the Pittsburgh Steelers plus one and a half in Indianapolis against the Colts. And I really like Pittsburgh in this spot. I have a, I have a rule. Don't count out greats when it before it's time. And I'm not counting out Mike Tomlin. Pittsburgh. They're going to fire him in that city and all that kind of stuff. Look, I'm just looking at it for this week and. I noticed last week in the NFL with these late buys or teams that have extended rest, it made a huge difference. Two weeks in a row, I watched the Eagles with less rest than their opponent get their butt kicked. You know, last week, a couple teams off a bye played really good football like the New York Giants. And now I watched the Pittsburgh Steelers off of a Thursday night debacle two weeks ago. Like right last week, they played on Thursday. And now they'll play the Colts. So there's extended rest here on what is a short week for the Colts. So this is a double whammy. Colts played Sunday in Cincinnati, lost. Short week for them to play on a Saturday. Meanwhile, the Steelers extended rest Thursday to Saturday. I think that is absolutely gigantic. Plus, Tomlin late in the season as an underdog, 38-22 straight up on the money line, 46-22-2 ATS as an underdog. Week 5 forward, he is the best, most profitable coach as a dog since 2005. Extra rest, Tomlin. 14-5-1 since 2018. Best coach in the NFL off of extra rest in the last five years. And I'll go to this too. Gardner Minshew, when he's facing a team on extended rest, 0-4 straight up, losing by an average of over 12 points per game. So I get two pretty even teams. TJ Watts coming back in this game. You know, is Trubisky any good? No. Is Minshew really any good? No. Coaching advantage I will give to the Steelers. Rest advantage, Steelers. You know, you talk about defensive playmakers. I'll give it to the Steelers with Fitzpatrick back and obviously what they have with T.J. Watt who cleared concussion protocol. So I get the best coach in the game. 
I get extended rest. I get the best defensive player in the game. I'm going to take the points here. Give me the Steelers in this game, plus one and a half over the Annapolis Colts. I believe they're going to win this game. And this really is kind of a pink slip on a pole match in terms of the, or loser goes home kind of match in terms of the AFC wildcard. Like a team that loses this game, I guess, could still rally to make it. But really, this is a big one. Seven and six for seven and six. Losers, it's a big trouble in the AFC playoff picture. The winner has a really nice chance to make the postseason. I'm not done with the Steelers. Give me the Steelers plus one and a half for game number one. Game number two, we'll stick to Saturday here as well. I'm going to go, and this is another spot play. Spot plays matter, especially late in the season. And this is a full-blown, completely total spot play. And that is the Detroit Lions minus four and a half at home against the Denver Broncos. So this is brutal. Like We talked about how brutal it was in Philadelphia for the Eagles and how they had to play this gauntlet of games and the teams kept getting more rest than them. Well, how about this for the Broncos? Two weeks ago, I mean, now three weeks ago, they were in Houston to play the Texans. Last week in Los Angeles, play the Chargers. And now this week in Detroit to play the Lions. Three straight road games. It's the final leg of the road trip. Historically, teams have been awful in that third leg of the road trip. And with this one, it's all sorts of different travel. It's down to Texas, over to California, now across the country, back to Detroit. And making it a double whammy for the for the Denver Broncos here is the fact that this is a shorter week for them. Playing Sunday and now to play Saturday. So this is not a rest disadvantage. They're both playing a short week game on a Saturday versus Sunday. But still, it's a third straight road game and this time on a shorter week. So they got home Sunday night late. They got to fly back out on Friday. Their bodies are all off in the last two weeks. Really, really difficult stuff. I like the way Denver's playing. I've got a plus 520 ticket from about five weeks ago on Denver to make the playoffs. I believe they will. But you look at their schedule down the stretch. This is the one they need the least. They could drop an NFC game. They need the next few against the Chargers and the Patriots and all that. This will not kill the Broncos. I think it's more important for the Lions. And they've shown this year... When they lose, they get back on track in big ways. They lost to the Seattle Seahawks. They got back on track. They lost to the Baltimore Ravens. They got back on track. They lost to the Packers. They got back on track by beating the Saints. And now they lose to the Bears. I believe they will get back on track in a big way. Give me the Lions here. Minus the four and a half. And look, Goff, the Lions, they don't leave a dome the rest of the season. Uh, I think the next time you'll see them outside is likely... The divisional round of the playoffs, though, if the Cowboys hold the NFC East and the Eagles drop to five, the next time the Lions play outside could be, if they make it, an NFC Championship game in San Francisco. So the Lions have some certainly weather on their side, conditions on their side, and last week they were not in Chicago. I'll take the Lions minus the four and a half for game number two. Game number three, another one I, I love. I mean, I, you know, there's been some weeks this year I'm, I, I like like three games and I love two or I like one, I love four. I really love most of the games I'm picking this week and I sort of love this one. Give me the Packers, minus three and a half at home over the Tampa Bay Bucks for game number three. I think it's a total overreaction. Now, I don't love the Packers coming off a road Monday night game, so a shorter week for them, but I think it's a total overreaction to last week. This number should be closer to five and a half rather than three and a half because of what happened last week. I mean, the Packers were riding high. They had beat the Lions and they had beaten the Chiefs in back-to-back weeks. Really riding high, put themselves in position to be a playoff team. Meanwhile, the Bucs, I think they had won two games post-September. And they were really struggling. Then the Bucs go out and they come back late and beat the Falcons to tie them atop the NFC South. Meanwhile, the Packers lay an egg on Monday night to DeVito and the Giants. And it's like, oh my goodness, the Packers are untrustworthy. 
and it's like, oh, the Bucs might win the division, host a playoff game again. Let's take a deep breath. The Bucs aren't very good. That has been established all year long. Not a very good football team. I think they had, you know, a nice little run for two hours on Sunday in Atlanta. Meanwhile, Green Bay, tough spot off a team with extra rest, on the road, young team, off a couple highs. I'm not shocked at what happened. But here's what we do have. We have Bowles, Todd Bowles for the Bucs, one of the worst coaches in the NFL as an underdog, 15-42 and 42 straight up. Okay, when, when he's supposed to lose, he loses. And then Baker Mayfield, 5-10 and 10 against the spread in back-to-back road games. When he has to play a second straight road game, loses focus, they don't play as well, his teams don't play as well. He's the worst against the spread quarterback in this spot of 222 quarterbacks in the last 20 years. Just think about that for a second. Baker in a back-to-back road spot, the second leg of that, in the last 20 years, there have been 222 quarterbacks who have had this spot. He's the worst against the spread. Bulls bad in the spot, Mayfield bad in the spot, and then you have Matt LaFleur. That was his first December loss ever. I think he'll have this team ready to bounce back. And Jordan Love, just a better quarterback at home than he is on the road. Give me the Packers in a number that is way off. Minus three and a half against the Bucs. They win this game by a full touchdown on Sunday. Game number four for my NFL picks for week number 15. Then I'll wrap up by a couple thoughts on on futures just before we wrap the podcast up today. But just big picture, um, you know, give you some thoughts on Super Bowl futures and and a couple shots you could take in the dark. I'm going to go for game number four, and it's the marquee game, and we get a chance to watch it in Philadelphia more fully because of the Eagles being moved to Monday night. I'm going to go with the Cowboys plus the one and a half over the Buffalo Bills. I feel like this is also a little bit of an overreaction because of Buffalo's win last week, and there's a lot of people believing what Buffalo should be rather than what they actually are. Can they be dangerous in this AFC if they make it in? 1,000%. But they've also played enough bad games this year to make you question whether they could stand up and play four quarters against a really good Dallas team. Here's what's standing out to me. Cowboys are outscoring their opponents by almost 15 points per game. It's the highest mark in the NFL. They're a really good football team. And I look at Buffalo and I say they're pretty good. They maybe should be better, but they're pretty good. And you've got Cowboys coming off their, after a big win, and McCarthy struggling in the spots. So that's part of things. But I love the idea of CeeDee Lamb versus Bill Secondary. Weather, not going to be an issue. Now, the Cowboys are struggling in cold weather. Not going to be an issue this week. About 50 degrees, maybe a little rain on Sunday up at Orchard Park. The other thing that you look for, like a trouble spot for the Cowboys, a potential trouble spot for the Cowboys, would be, could be, Grass. Look at their offensive output the last couple of years on grass versus on turf. They are way better on turf. Now, Buffalo is a road game, tough venue. It's turf. It's not It's not grass. And next week in Miami, I may have a different throw on the Cowboys on the grass. They may slow them down a little bit, but they're on turf here. I think that will actually help the Dallas team here. And then I go to this. This could be a close game. Probably will be a close high-scoring game, a 30-27 kind of game. If you're trusting this season, one quarterback to not make a mistake versus one quarterback that will make a mistake, I think the trust here has to be on Dak not to make the big error with an interception and on Josh Allen, who leads the NFL in turnovers, to make the big mistake. And Dallas, very opportunistic. Watch out for Bland in this game. Deron Bland, because if he gets one, he could take it to the house. Dallas does a great job of taking the football away. Three fumbles against the Eagles last week they took away. So I'm going with Dallas, plus one and a half. I think they win this football game in Buffalo on Sunday. So the four picks so far 
Uh, we have the Steelers plus one and a half over the Colts. We have the Lions minus four and a half over the Broncos. We have the Packers minus three and a half over the Bucks. Give me the Cowboys plus the one and a half over the Buffalo Bills. And my final one, remember all spreads over at FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm going to take the Seahawks plus the three against the Eagles on Monday. I, I just, the Eagles are not playing good enough football for me to lay three with them on Monday night. And I think the other side is the right play. It sounds like Geno Smith, full practice on Thursday, very likely to get out there and play on Monday. And I look at their offense, and while their pass protection you know, is not great, Geno can't move, this, this Eagles pass rush has not been getting home a lot lately. And the weapons for Geno will give the Eagles a lot of problems in the passing game, a ton of problems. And until I see this Eagles defense get up from the mat at being the worst in the National Football League, it's hard for me to believe it and in terms of third down defense. It's sacking the quarterback on third down. So there's a lot of issues here. And a couple other ones that, that really hit me. Number one, teams that lose back-to-back games by 20-plus points, since 1990, they're 58 and 115 straight up in the third game. You that that tells me if you're losing back to back by 20 plus, you're in a bad way as a team. Doesn't mean you're necessarily bad, but right in this moment, you're in a bad way. Jalen Hurts, much better cover quarterback at home, 17 7 and 1 his career against the spread at home. That's number one among 96 quarterbacks over the last four years, four seasons. On the road, he's 96 of 98 quarterbacks that same span. He covers at home, he doesn't cover as much on the road. Second leg of a road trip being Seattle. We talked about tough uh, you know, travel earlier with the Broncos. I mean, to go all the way to Dallas, to come all the way home, to get on a plane and go back all the way to Seattle, very, very difficult stretch. Teams, when doing that, as Seattle as the second leg of the trip on a back-to-back road trip, 12-39 straight up in the last 20 years, including 0-3 this year. Pete Carroll, 7-0 against the Eagles straight up as, as a coach uh, in Seattle. And Pete Carroll's team is usually good at night in their building, plus the Geno thing. I think this is where we reach the crossroads of the Eagles season. They'll be able to recover because of what they have at the end with the Giants in Arizona. But this feels like a difficult spot for me, in my mind, for the Eagles and this defense on Monday night football. So the five picks here in totality for week number 15. Let's go 5-0 and this week. Seahawks plus the three over the Eagles. Steelers plus the one and a half over the Colts. Broncos. And Lions, give me the Lions minus the four and a half. I will take the Packers minus the three and a half over the Bucks, And the Cowboys plus the one and a half over the Bills. As far as long-term bets on Fandle that I was thinking about this week, I think you could take a shot here with a Super Bowl future, whether you want to put the Eagles in it or not. I mean, that's up to you. I think matching a longer shot in the AFC with a team like the 49ers is interesting right now. And I do think, watch out Monday night. That's an interesting one for the defensive rookie of the year. I do think that Jalen Carter's going to win this, but Devin Weatherspoon's an interesting kind of long shot because of the matchup head-to-head. If he makes a play here, uh, certainly would be one to keep an eye on. Plus, Buffalo. If I'm wrong about Buffalo, and Buffalo beats the Cowboys, I do think the Cowboys are going to win that game. But if Buffalo wins that game, they're very live to win the AFC East in the final week of the season. Very, very live. And with that, they would have an opportunity to go deeper in the playoffs if they get at least one home game. So keep an eye on that in terms of the future market, um, you know, all down the stretch of the season on FanDuel Sportsbook. I appreciate everyone giving uh, this podcast, giving these episodes your time on a weekend. Enjoy the games this weekend. It's only a different kind of weekend, and we have to wait for the Eagles on Monday. But enjoy watching them all. I'll be locked in at Dallas and Buffalo on Sunday at 425. 
we got to root for the Bills in that one because we, otherwise this NFC is going to get hairy. Everyone have a great weekend. We'll talk soon on Monday on WIP, the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And appreciate everyone listening to WIP Daily.